some people who look semi-wild. And you find some people who look calm. But not so with the choir. <laughs> As a man thinketh in his heart, so he looks. <laughs> Hallelujah. They are seasoned with salt. Full of the Holy Spirit. Heavenly bound. Protector of the kingdom of God. People who set themselves aside and apart. Not to compromise with the tide of the world. It doesn't matter what some make their Christianity to be. There will still be some remnant on earth. Who will not sit in Baal altar. That cannot be overthrown by Jezebel. And all what she introduces to the earth in this season. This is Christ with Tabernacle International Churches. This convention is our global convention. Just like the Women Convention in October. And so we represent all CFT globally. Beginning from Africa to India to America and Europe. From next year, in this convention, there will be representatives sent from all those countries. Because the Lord showed me that that which he revealed to me when he appeared unto me in 1984, February. The father has shot the gun and the ship has started to sail. In this new dispensation, you will see that the word of God is true. As the hand of God will come upon every seed of Christ with tabernacle. For a great manifestation that is beginning on the earth from the month of July 2017. For the preparation of this earth for the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To the bringing back to sanity the souls of men that the devil has stolen. To recover from the devil the lost territory that belongs to the church of God. To the bringing of the fulfillment and manifestation of what God eternally has covenanted and especially written in the book of life. So that all mankind may know the only true God and that will bring an end to the dichotomy of confusion of who God really is. It will straighten the path, the rugged path. It will go forward and level the mountains before him, blast out the rocks before him, and make a um, level path for the Lamb of God to reclaim that which belongs to him, the earth. And so I want to congratulate the light of the world, who is the men's wing of Christ's faith, Tabernacle. But of course, this year, interestingly, the topic God put in the heart of the men is born to rule. You are born to rule. And this week we covered extensively what that implies. If you are a man and you belong to this group and you did not attend the convention 
First of all, let me beg God to forgive you your sins. And I do that sincerely. But never do that again. The greatest fight against God by his children is for a child of God to um, not take God's covenant serious. When God calls for a convention, it is not man who calls it. It is the one who created heavens and the other calls for a feast. And Jesus had told us the parable of um, a rich man who called his feast and invited his special friends so that he can bless them. On the day of the feast, everybody have an excuse. Some said they were married. Some said their work, their business. And then the Lord Jesus said, go out and bring the beggars. And they had to bring the beggars to replace them. May that not happen to you. I want you, before I go forward to understand this, God is not to be served in your way. God is to be served in the old way which is established in the scriptures. And our generation must know that the generation before us, they were more busy than us. They traveled with very crude um, facilities. They trekked most of the time. Those of you going to Israel with me this year, I'm going to have a debriefing with you to, that will look at the, 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 the story of the life of Christ so that when we get there in Israel and you see those features, you can relate it back to the, the, the journey of life of Christ. But yet, they serve God faithfully. They had time for God. No wonder they were great inventors. Those who took after them, who followed that pattern. They were the movers and shakers of this universe. They were the fundamentals of the universe. They are the ones who invented the things that this earth is now being built upon in science, in physics, in mathematics, in, in philosophy, in various areas of life. But one thing that the enemy has been doing to the church of God in this day, we have been deliberating on it, which is in the book of Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. And we were, I want us to read that together. What does it say? Shall we together? But I am afraid. Okay, let's stop. Let's stop. If you are trying to look for it in your Bible, now let's look up and read in unison. Shall we read it together, please? But I am afraid. The first thing the devil attacks in a Christian is to give you a counterfeit religion. To make you serve God the way you think. The way comfortable for you. But then when it comes to your great need, you want God to inconvenience himself because of you. And so that procedure has caused many Christians to fail. Because in the days of their own need too, they cry to God, God will not be able to come. Because God is equitable and Functionable. He is a God of equity. He is a God that will not allow a man to reap while he is sleeping in the time of sowing. He will allow a man to suffer if he was sleeping when others are sowing. God will ensure that that man go hungry. So that his word could be fulfilled as time and the seed time and harvest time will not cease. Whatsoever a man soweth, that's what he reaps. And because the devil knows this, that you cannot get from God what you did not sow into him. The only thing the devil had done since Eve till today, which he has succeeded in, is deception. 
That scripture says that, but I'm afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, that deception is manifest through coin. Satan is a coin man. But if you look at what the Bible says here, it's not talking about deceiving you into adultery or deceiving you into murder or deceiving you into uh, all these atrocious acts. Devil doesn't have any problem with those ones because he knows if he can attack one thing in your life and gets it, he can easily bring you into all those acts that will destroy you. And the only act that the devil have targeted, because the current man, very intelligent, devil is very, very intelligent, I tell you. Because when God created him, he created him as a perfection of beauty. Ezekiel 28 and Isaiah chapter 14. But when God, when he was kicked out of heaven, you know, the gift and calling is without repentance. The gift God has put in Satan remains in him. But God took away the power from him through the blood of Jesus only. And so he has no power over only those who submit to the counsel of heaven. But he still has power over anybody who is not born again. And we can see his powers manifest all over the world. But... The wisdom of Satan has been turned to craftiness. And a crafty man, a man who knows the truth, but he wants accomplice, that is to, to get people who have signed up to the truth to come under him again. The only way he can do that is by deception. And the Bible says that that deception comes through corning. But he attacks only two things. Your pure and sincere devotion. Pure is different from sincere. And sincerity without purity amounts to failure. In the matter of pureness, he's talking about conscience. In the matter of sincerity, he's talking about attitude. And if you look at this, your attitude towards God, if it's just to serve God the way you like it, the enemy got you. If you come to church and you pretend to be a believer, and when you go out of church, you are anything the world could be, then your sincerity has been tampered with. And Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 1 to 3 tells us that anybody who is disobedient comes again under the jurisdiction of Satan, who is the ruler of this world. And so, I'm spending my first 5-10 minutes to help you understand this, that you must not take God lightly. You must shut down your business when it's convention time. If you have to do that. If there is no one to take care of the business for you, you must shut it down for the time God has covenant with you. Because at the, la- at the end of it, who gives you the life to wake up and go to that business? It is God. Who is the one who will bring customers to you and help you sell your goods? It is God. Who, makes, who gives you the power to make wealth? It is God. How can we not treat the one who is behind all success? Like a daishikani. That does not gel with common sense. You will agree with me. And I will say to you, you want to be very successful? The race is not meant for the swift. Neither does welcome to the intelligence. Solomon said, 
There is an air that is, that is he said that there is, there is, um, there is a, an error that I've seen under heaven. No, 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 no. It says that, the, give me Ecclesiastes chapter 10, 5. There is an evil I have seen under heaven. The, an error that proceeds from the ruler. We looked at this in the week. An evil under heaven. But that evil came by virtue of the error of a ruler. Which you are. You mustn't make errors. Because he will allow the devil to set into your life. He said princes are walking barefooted. And they are slaves on the horseback. You want the word of God to be fulfilled over your life. Then give him the service that is worthy of him. Let me ask you something too. I think I will ask you this. Because I will talk as I hear. What I want to teach you is here. I haven't touched it yet. Let me ask you something here. In your office, if you are the employer or you are the boss, and you have a staff who is always signing sick, sick leave all the time, alright? At the end of the month, do you pay that man the same salary you pay to the person who commits himself to the work? Certainly no. If by virtue of the law that governs you, that person can get away with just a short period, you will quickly begin to set him up by the same governance to get rid of him because he is a waste to you. Now listen, therefore, the work that person should do, you have to be paying an extra person to be doing it. You may call them agency or whatever. Certainly, when there is promotion time, you can promote that person, certainly. Because promotion will come by evaluation, isn't it? And somebody who is always sick, you can't promote him to become the manager of the whole place. So therefore, with God, how would you and I think that God will think differently? In the house of God, since you have joined, what can we put your finger on that this is what you are doing? Since you got born again. In the meetings that they hold in the church. Which meetings can you solidly tell God. I attend these meetings. Then when you have convention. When some members took leave for it. And you absent yourself. Can you say to God. You, have right, you, you don't have right to exclude me from your blessing. What you did for this person who is faithful, I must get it too. Certainly you cannot. So I want to say this to you. Don't take God for granted. If you find yourself in these shoes, Second Corinthians 11.3 is already working over you. You know, the mystery of Second Corinthians 11.3 is that God sat me down recently and told me that, Son, do you recognize that Eve I made with my hand? I breathed breath of my nostrils into Eve. So she was made perfect in creation. And he said to me that, but Satan in his craftiness deceived her. He said, tell your people to watch out for the devil. Watch out for the devil. Now therefore, what has that to do with you? What God has put in your heart as men... 
which also applies to all Christians, is this. Born to rule. We discovered in the week, when we looked at the word born to rule, that the Bible tells in the book of Psalm 103 verse 19, that God rules over all. Okay? The God who created heaven and the earth rules over all. Then he says in that scripture, the Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. And then we went further to recognize in Genesis when God decided to create man, his intention was to create ruler who will rule over the earth. So, God said, let us make man, Genesis 1.26, in our image. Did you see this? Let us make man in our image. In our likeness. And the next statement he said is what? Shall we read it together? Say it loud. God said, let us make man in our image. In our likeness. And what is the function of man? Rule. Let them rule. We recognize the fact that in verse 28, God empowered them. Because it says, and God blessed them. And then he said, have dominion. And we recognize that the word rule means to have dominion. To be in control of every situation that may face you. So, Anybody who is made in the likeness of God and in his image have power to domain, to rule over, to be in control of every situation. There is no situation on earth that you cannot conquer. We are going to look at the end of this discussion, Gideon, very quickly. God created man to rule. But the man that can rule and be in control must be in the image and in the likeness. We know that in the book of Genesis chapter 3, when he was deceived, the likeness departed. But the image remained because the image, image is a mirror reflection of an object. The physical picture you are, that is how God looks. But then the likeness of God is God's own ability in residing in man. But we recognize that the Bible tells us through several scriptures that Jesus Christ restored that likeness back to man. Alright? John chapter 1 verse 12 and verse 14 and verse 16. Let's look at that. Yet to all who believe who received him to those who believe in him in his name he says he gave them what? The right to be what? To be children of God or sons of God. So anybody who believes in Jesus is restored back to his originality. Listen to me. Look at verse 14. It says the world became flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld his glory. We have seen his glory. 
the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of what? What is Jesus full of? Okay, look at verse 16. And it says, shall we read together? I can't hear you. So, Jesus is full of grace. And from the fullness of his grace, everyone who received him, they become children of God, but they receive one blessing after the other. There is no curse in Jesus. No curse in Jesus. It is impossible for you to find curse in he who is holy. Listen to me. So therefore, which means everyone who has received Jesus Christ can only be blessed. Yes? But in real life in church, not everyone who comes to church are blessed. Something is wrong somewhere. And that's what I'm dealing with here. There is an evil that I have seen. An error that proceeds from the ruler, not from God. God had created you and given you the ability to rule since you got born again. But your inability to rule is an error that proceeds from you. This is what we want to deal with in this very period. Listen to me. An error that proceeds from you. I began by helping you understand that God, you can't get from God what you don't give to God. Everything in this world that you were successful in, you were successful in them because you were pure and sincerely pursuing them. Correct? As somebody gave, one of you gave a testimony on Friday, Brother Ola. You know, his testimony has gone viral now. Why he was in the church, by his faithfulness, the spirit of prophetic came upon me. And I began to declare to his life. Uh, this was 1991 or so. And God said to me that he will give you this job. And five years you become a CEO. A black person at that time becoming a CEO in five years. That is impossible. Those of you who have been in England by then, you tell me this. Even now. You can't just get into a job five years you're a CEO. And not that he's in a management position before the time. He wasn't a director. But when God speaks, the only one that can hinder him is you who God is speaking about. Your conduct towards him is what can establish it or disannoy it. The error proceeds from the ruler, not from God. For your slave to ride on your horseback it must be by your voluntary decision. He got the job and five years he was a CEO. You can't believe it. He told you how he felt that what is going on here. God said it happened. But he told me something. He said the seed that you have sown in me. Guard me throughout my life. Which is holiness. That's what he said. And a holy man is a serious man with God. A holy man is not somebody who attends church on Sundays. I beg you to listen to me. You know in this field, I'm your instructor. And I'm not teaching you what I'm not doing. There's none of you in this world that can say you are busier than me. None. 
And no matter what your assignment is on earth, you can never be as busy as me because as your assignment increases, which I pray for, mine is increasing. Really, mine is increasing so sporadically. I mean, terribly increasing. Because the church is spreading all over, it's growing further. And I'm reading too, putting myself into more problems. You know, Pastor Tyler said that if you want to set up a business, think of a problem your business will solve, isn't it? So construct your business towards solving a problem. So in another words, to solve the problem, you have to create another problem. So when I begin to read and read and read, go into the field and read and read and read, you think I just went to Lord to do LLB? No. My decision is that the Bible says whatever you do, do it with all your heart as unto God. You must reach the end of doors before you can say you did something. How can I stand with those who are lawyers? And I did LLB. And I'm saying that I'm, I'm just, I did LLB. What is that to do? Then what have you made of it? But if I stand with those who are lawyers that I did LLB, that I did LLB, and I say that I qualified in England, I qualified in the U.S. Okay, I'm an attorney in the U.S. and I'm a barrister in, in, in U.K. It's a different thing. I'm a member of Institute of Chartered Arbitrators. I'm a fellow. It's a different thing. Now, don't you understand? I have not relieved myself of my bishopric duty because it's expanding. And my academic duty is now expanding too. Are we together? Writing papers regards EU and Brexit, the problem happening there in, the, in, the, in, the, in Europe right now, where will, what will be the answer? What will be the solution? I'm writing papers on it. It will become a national thing in a short time because it's already spreading among the scholars. But I come to the midweek service to learn Bible. But I come to the Naivage. But this is men's convention. I have been here every day with the men's convention. I will do so with the women's convention. I'm going to India to go and be with the Indian church. We are going... The, next week I'm supposed to be in China with the Bible Society of Nigeria. Alright? Of England. I will say Bible Society of Nigeria because who, who will separate Nigeria from me? God help me. So now, at the same time, I oversee all many churches who are under the prophetic voice. They call me for issues on Tuesday this week. I'm going to one of them to go and address the leaders. You know why I'm saying this to you? What can take you away from seriousness with God? So if Apostle William say, Father, blind see in the name of Jesus and his eyes open. Don't be envious. If my name is not known before him, how will I speak in his name and it happens? I said, this one be blessed and he's blessed. I stand and I hear visions and I see revelations and prophecy. You think those things come by somebody going to fast and pray? No, it's not by fasting and prayer. When we walk with the Lord, in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds. Listen to me. Life is easier than you think. Very, very easy. One discovery given you by Holy Spirit, it will remove all your hard labor. Just one dis- they are saying today that iPhone is about how many years? Ten years. <laughs> Somebody started a business ten years ago and it took the whole world by storm. 
It became what, either you like it or not, you must buy it. Even the village people in African villages have iPhone and they are dying. They are not educated, but they know to their number of people they will buy things from. Even I was amazed that the village people are using a calculator on the iPhone now to calculate their money and take their change. But you are asked before, you have to buy a calculator somewhere and you have to go to the telephone that ring, and they will go back, and they go back, and they go back. Now, that man, how did he go from that crude way and invent something that would be sought after by men? It's God who gave it to him. Good things come from God. Every good and perfect gift come from above. So therefore, church, what I'm saying to you, Jesus is full of grace. And from the fullness of his grace, we have all received what? I can't, say, I can't, I can't hear you say that. I will read it this way. I have received one blessing and another. There is no curse in me. Everything in me is blessing. Now, let me help you understand your destiny very well, you light of the world. Your name came from the book of light. Matthew 5, 13. Shall we read Matthew 5, 13 together, please? Uh-huh. Somebody, you are sort of this are. Say it again, you are sort of this are. Say one more time, you are sort of this are. Look at his eyes and tell him, you are sort of this are. That's what Jesus said about you, and that's what you are. You are not sort because you are so expert. You are sort because Jesus says so. Which means you are indispensable in any society, any community. Any field, any business that you are. Without you, they can't function. You are the salt. The brain behind manifestations. The solution to the problems in your field. That is what you are. Listen to me. You know one of the things that God said during this week is this. You must, you must... Recognize the gift inside you, and you must believe in yourself. You know, if any, if you see a Frank Christian and say that I'm nothing, devil got you. The one who is nothing is the devil, not you. Look, look, look. Let me say something to you. All my children who are walking about here, running all over the hope. When I look at them, I rejoice about my future. All those kids. That's why when I go to them, I carry one. I say, wow, what a judge. You are a judge. Hey, you are an engineer. Oh, you are this. Because that is what I've seen in them. Those who are now being married, and we are now celebrating their children. When they were babies, I I carry them and call them those things. And as they grow up, they follow those paths. Now they are qualified people in those paths. When you see a child who will rule this nation as a baby, can you easily know it unless God tells you? 
But what that child is, is built in the child. That child may not have privileges that others have. Even at a young age, the child may begin to misbehave. But when the time will come, God will slap his head and his head will become correct. And you will see him change. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. A playboy before, now he's reading his books. You know, the one that in primary school people were putting down and calling him all manners of names because he's never settled here and there. He's always all over the whole place. He now begins to settle. He now begins to study. Before you know it, he goes to university. Before you know it, he gets out of university. In the university, he becomes an activist. And before you know it, anywhere they, they appoint him to be the leader, the leader, the leader, the leader, the leader. He joins political party. They make him the leader. He becomes prime minister. Don't underestimate yourself. Don't look at yourself as you see. No, you are more than what you are looking at. There are more of you that is yet to be manifest and fulfilled. You are the source of this earth. But he says, if the sword loses its softness, I won't talk about that today because I want to end up with Gideon. But I will teach you further about this when we look at the properties of salt and what can unsalt salt. I will together now. We will look at it from scientific point of view and we will now analyze it from legal point of view. Whether salt is justified to be unsalted by itself, whether it, it is it is the it is the um, it, it is the um, um, uh, you know, it is the, uh, uh, it is the uh, fault or blame could be on some other agents. But if we look at salt, for salt not to become salt, he has changed his state. And the things that change the state of salt are always external interferences. If salt remains in salt, it will be salt forever. And we see it. For salt to change its taste, it has mingled itself with things that degrades who he is. Same thing with you. Run away from things that can degrade your saltness. Through your hearing, through your sight, through your mouth, through your sexual organ. The things that can degrade your salt... Or saltiness, what you see, what you hear, what you speak, what you eat, what comes out of you, what you eat, and your sexual organ. If Satan cannot access any of it, forget it. You remain what? Salt. Listen to the next one. He says, how can it be made salt again? There are some things a Christian can do and the consequence you will die with. Don't do it. Something you know will not give you peace. Why do you do it? Listen to me. Something you know can destroy the sweat of many years just by a stroke. Why engage in it? After all, at the end of all sorts of things, you soon wake up to a morning that it is of no value. Look, today the Holy Spirit pointed me to something. In the morning today. He said to me that I was just, it was just ringing in me. Enjoy life with your wife whom you love 
all these your meaningless days under the sun that God has given to you. And as I was reading that in my, my brain, eh, to help me love my wife more. Hallelujah. Because I won't make that mistake. Not to love her. My love for her is not based on conduct. And it's not based on how she looks. It's based on covenant. As long as she didn't break that covenant, it remains. Even if she breaks it, I will not uh, hate her, but I can't have that kind of love anymore. I will then begin to channel Ecclesiastes 9 somewhere else. Now, but that will never happen. I'm saying that because of people who might have suffered like that. Because there are some people who are victims. A man who just walks away from the family. And he calls himself a born again. And the wife did everything. And he said, well, I don't care. And treat the woman like nothing. He broke faith. Malachi applies. A woman who just walked away from the husband. And continued to lie against the husband. We intend to destroy the man who loved her. She broke faith. First Corinthians 7 applies. And Malachi. Therefore, the Lord was telling me when I was reciting the 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 the, the, the Ecclesiastes Nana, he said to me that son, he said, some people say that Solomon has many wives, and because of that, I can also have many wives. I'm talking to men now. One of the things that can make salt to become useless. And the Lord said that, tell them, Solomon had recorded 700 wives and 300 concubines. But yet, he wrote, enjoy life with your wife, not your wives. (laughs) Oh, Baba Holy Spirit. When the Lord told me, I sank into myself. I have never seen that all my life. I've been teaching that scripture. And then, he said, the man who they say, marry many wives, he wrote and said, enjoy life with wife. Which means that it's only one. The first one he marry is the wife. All others are Banza. <laughs> is it not Banza they call it? Or Banza? It means useless times useless over useless to exponential useless is equal to infinitesimal uselessity. <laughs> Hello. And then at the end of it, remind them, he said, vanity upon vanity. <laughs> Someone say vanity. He said, vanity upon vanity is vanity. So, can a man, having had the man, who married to the place of frustration, and he came to say that vanity upon us, he said all oh, this is vanity. So a man who says that God said many, he's just applied to this, to the sea of vanity, there is no return. The complication and headache he will have, he will go to grave with it. Hallelujah, somebody. Say amen. amen. Good. <laughs> You must not do anything that will spoil your soul. Because he said, when you do that, you cannot be returned. He says, go back. 
He says, it is no longer good for what? It is no longer good for what? For how many things? For how many things? If you insult yourself, you become what? Useless. Both male and female. I have told you, I've seen men of God since 1967. I sat under some of them at that time, to 75. Mightily use of God shook the nation. And then they went into adultery. They never rose again. Really, the end of them, one of them died blind. Somebody that when he says, in the name of Jesus, you see cripple running. They will run. They eat, they drink. They don't, that is, I mean, they, they eat and drink water. I'm not saying they drink with Guguru. They, they eat. I mean, they eat, but they don't fast. But when they say, Father, in the name of Jesus, what? 15 minutes preaching, 20 minutes preaching. And they will say that if you want to accept Jesus, people will be running. And they say, Blind see, and blind will see. Lame walk, and lame will walk. And I've seen them end up with four wives. And they died. They can't even pray against headache. Even the one I'm talking about died blind. I've seen others. Who got you so mightily? One of them, when he enters in the stadium, the power of God will pick up anybody who has demons or witches. They will be thrown up like that. That's how we know that, ah, a boy has entered. Then we run to the gate to go and meet him. Because his presence into the hall, you will see the power of God hitting people who have demons and they manifest. We don't conduct deliverance. That's why I don't conduct deliverance. We cast out devils. (laughs) Hallelujah, somebody. (laughs) Hallelujah. By the finger of God. And he... He met me one day and said, Abru, you know, brother, that was 1992. He said to me that what you are doing now that God is using you, don't change. He said, you know me. You were there when I was ordained. I rode as a chorister when he was ordained. And he said, I'm finished. I said, senior brother, look, Anything I tell God, He will do. I will speak on your behalf to God. You know what He told me? He said, I can't help it. I cannot be restored. I said, You don't tell me that. You know, I couldn't say God rebuked that spirit inside you. Because for Him to get to the place where He says they can't be restored, Satan had finished it. I now suddenly said, Why? He said, I left the shore of Nigeria. I went to America and on a, a crusade, but I began to sleep with women. And he said, I have gotten the fourth wife now. And he said that they don't know about it. The wife didn't know. He already had four wives. And the wife at home didn't know. So when he said that, my heart sank. I said, okay, let me pray with you. He said, even if you pray. He said, I've gone beyond the barrier. I will never hear of him anymore. Than when you invite him, he will be collecting money, offering, seven offering. People didn't know him. Whenever they invite him with the, you know, how he was in those days. When you come, you will say, you know, tell you stories that his house burnt and he's had accidents. And then, you know, he wants to collect offering and anointed envelope. You know, people say envelope is anointed. There is no envelope anointed at all. All of them who say that they are liars. 
What they should be doing for them is that when they give you envelope and anoint it, when they collect the offering, you should collect it from them and you share it among yourself. And show them the book of Acts chapter, chapter 5. They brought the, the, the offering to the foot of the apostle and the apostle shared it among the people. Listen to me. Don't play games with God. Because when the sword loses saltness, he says, it is no longer good for anything except to be thrown and trampled. You will not be trampled down underfoot. Believe what I tell you. My eyes have seen and my ears have heard. A man who has swam the ocean, swimming pool cannot make him fear. Are we together? Look at the next verse. I have 15 more minutes. Pastor Tayo, check it for me. You are the light of the world. Say to somebody, you are the light of the world. Say it again, you are the light of the world. Say it again, you are the light of the world. Then it says, a city on a hill cannot what? Be hidden. When we went on cruise, every year, you must send me to cruise. If you don't, I will compare you to do it. Oh, yes. I will just say that it's time for cruise. You know, I know those of you who have businesses. I will just send the bill to your business. It doesn't have to take from you. Your business will pay for it. After all, you should be doing charity. <laughs> Hallelujah. We were on the sea for more than 24 hours. And suddenly... You know, we went to the sea in the day and the night fell and the day came again. No. The, the, we, we, the first thing is that we, we, the, the, the night fell the first time. And when the night fell, as we were going towards the, the, the morning, we saw light, a hill on the sea. All lit. It's a city. The harbor is a high harbor. And mountain all around like this from the sea. And the city is on the hill. We docked there. They had to take you by this this cable something to go to the city. And it came to my knowledge, a city that is built on a hill. You don't need to introduce him. You don't need to tell the people, do you know that this is his name? They will know his name. You don't need to know, tell them that. Don't you see that city? They will see it. You know what God is saying? You need not struggle to be recognized in anything that you are doing. They that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount on wing like eagle. They will run and they will never be weary. They will walk and they will never faint. You don't need to try to make yourself known. No, your light will reveal you. Listen to me. If as a believer you are in an office and they are messing about, you don't need to worry. He that sits in heaven shall laugh. If you are a Christian, you will be faithful. Even in the oppression, you will be serving faithfully. Okay? And your character will, will be extremely different. You are not a moody person. Your name is not Mr. Moody. Even Mr. Moody himself did not, was not Moody anywhere. <laughs> Listen to me. You are a delight in your office. 
You are a joy in your class. Everybody that knows you, they're happy when you come. You switch on the light. They tell you really that, you know, it seems you, you have some persona. When you begin to hear that, they are talking about Holy Spirit, my friend. That's a persona. That everybody is attracted towards you, you know. In, no matter how sad we are, once you come in, you, you just light up everywhere. If they say that to you, you are a candidate of this now. A light of the world. But if people are saying that he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. Ah, I will show you that part. Know this. A Christian doesn't have to try to make himself known. <laughs> Knowledge you ask, he will give you. James apply. Wisdom you ask, he will give you. Proverbs apply. Anything you want from God, he will give you. But you must be faithfully serving him. Oh boy. They are promoting them. If they don't promote you, that's what God said. If God didn't say promoting, why should they promote you? You keep on serving. Why? Because your promotion is bigger than all what they have been doing. The office they will put you, if they are promoted you at that time, when that office is available, you will not be able to enter there. A light is always sought after. And the Bible says, you are not only a light, you are a city. Come on now. I say you are a city. You look like an ordinary man. No. City is inside you. Generations that will light the world, they live inside your body. Every one of them that go out of your body, they are lights to the whole world. You are a city. The capacity of city is inside you. Your brain can produce any good thing. Listen to me. It's only by connecting to the Lord. A boy of 19 discovered something they were doing on television in this social media. The, the person who got Facebook, where, how old was he when he did Facebook? Tell me. It's a young boy. Yes? Somebody, one of our sisters here, my daughter, she gave testimony on, on Friday that she got first class in her degree. So I asked her, what did you study? She said, computer science. I said, tell me which of the science you computer. Because computer science has many things. And she told me that she did language and all stuff like that. You did language. Okay. Can I, what do you do with the language? She said she can write apps. Ah, I said, both of us are millionaires. <laughs> you and I are millionaires. I will pray. <laughs> I will receive revelation about the area that we will develop the app. And when I tell the revelation, you, with your knowledge of uh, language, you must, you are the one who speaks with computers. You must design that app. And when you design it, we make money. And I mean it. So when you see me become app millionaire, don't. I don't have to read the app. I mean, I, I read the international law. So she does the app, and I will protect it by the law. And we both make money. Yeah? You are a city. Don't look down at yourself. If anybody has a great achievement, don't be intimidated by it. Celebrate it. Be a friend of those who are achievers. So you can learn from them. Glean from them. Because they have a level of knowledge. Alright? And when you can glean into that knowledge, you can go to a higher horizon of knowledge. But you must celebrate them and be happy with them. Don't hate people who have good things. Love them. 
If you hate people who have good things, you have sown. You will never have it. Hallelujah. Yeah? You are a city. The next line says, Shall we read it together? Neither do... So, it says, neither do people light a lamp and put it under the bowl. Okay? What does that apply to you? Any one of you that is employed by any company, they have employed the light. You know? When your boss is confused, you can imagine if your boss has some headaches, you don't know what to do. And the Holy Spirit tells you, you know, a day before. And you are in good rapport with your boss. Oh, hello, how are you? Good morning, Andrew. Oh, yes, I'm fine, Philip. Oh, boss, I had, so, I had a dream about you. He will say, what's it? This is the problem you have now. Is that true? He said, who told you? My dream. You know, everybody in England, even if they don't believe in God, they are psychic. <laughs> they believe in psychic. Isn't it? You know, you say, 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 say. And you tell him the details of the problem, he will just say, come. Anywhere he's going, we'll pack it up. Say, come, tell me what is it now. So, I say, in that dream also, I saw, I heard that you should take this step, do this, do this, do this. And you are talking technical languages that you, were not le- you did not learn. Mentioning names of friends or mates of his that he will use to execute things whom you have not known. What will happen? It will be like Daniel. If you do it the first time and the problem of the company is solved, and the second time he had another problem of the you know in the board, and you call him and say in the board, yesterday you had a meeting, didn't you? You say yes. And you tell him the meeting, and you tell him the solution, and say, You go and tell them this is what you should do, this is what you will get. And he goes and he tells them and he got out of the crisis. Do you know something? If you are not promoted, they will invite you to the board. He will tell them that I have somebody who is a genius. <laughs> Listen to me. But you will attain this if you intimate yourself with God. That's what happened to Daniel. The king had a dream. And the king knew that it was a problem. But God rubbed the dream away from him. And then when he called the magician, he said, now, I had a dream. Tell me the meaning. The magician said, that. tell us your dream. He said, ah... I have been watching you guys. You are all rogues. He said, I call you wise men. The first time I am discovering that you are foolish men. If you are wise men, tell me my dream. You know who is speaking through him? God. <laughs> God wants to distinct his son. He gave the, the, a, a, a dream to the king that troubled his mind. And then he entered the mouth of the king to tell them, tell me my dream. And then God now stood and was looking at the enchanters. Let me see the devil who will tell what I have revealed. He concealed it from, the, from anybody. And all the enchanters consulted their gods and their magic and they got nothing. Because Lucifer would have told them that this is a no good area. <laughs> all of us are in trouble, including me too, who have been lying to you. We are in trouble. <laughs> hey, you know what? So the enchanters now had their meeting and discovered that one of the ministers is not there. A cabinet minister is not there. Who is he? Oh, that is the man who served the God, the living God. 
All of us have the devil, but this has the living God. Let's go to him. They came to him and he said that, Daniel said, oh, the king said he will cut off our heads. I was not in that meeting. Okay, let me go to the king. Then he went to the king. I'm talking about you as light. He said to the king that, king, please give me one day. Just one night. Tomorrow, if nothing, cut all our heads off. Can you say that before the Lord? Yes. But relationship. Your relationship. It makes life easy. Not just coming to church. I've been a member of that church for 40 years. I've been a member of that church before you were born. Thank God. Then if you are there before we were born, you should do better than us. Am I saying something? And then the king said, okay, for you, Daniel, I will let you. And the Bible said, Daniel went to his God that night. You are the light of the world. He went to his God, and he knelt down before his God and said, Father, Daniel was in early age, at the time probably about 20s, because he went to, the, to, to captivity at 13. Maybe in his 20s then. And he prayed, and that night God revealed to him the dream. You know, the magicians told the king before Daniel came, he said, no man under heaven can tell you your dream except the gods, and they do not live among men. I love that statement. You are gods. The Bible says so. Know ye not that ye are gods, ye are sons of the living God. And Daniel said, I mean, the magicians who speak for Satan said, God don't live like ordinary man. Gods don't live among men. Though you live in the world, you do not behave like the world do. For the weapon of your warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God, so they're pulling down a stronghold. When Balaam was asked to curse Israel, alright? Numbers 22 to 25, don't go there. Balaam tried every means of medium. He failed, he couldn't curse Israel. When he opened his mouth, God changed the tape. Because he's cursing the light of God. It can be. And then he said in verse 19 of 23 that, How can I curse who God has not cursed? How can I denounce who God has not denounced? They are light of the world. God is proud of them. But if you look at the Bible tells us in the book of Deuteronomy that, Balaam went back to his own country. Balak went to him to seek advice. And Balaam told him, send girls who are very beautiful, sleek, to the midst of the, the Israelites. Let them mix with them and become members of their church. Girls that you have you bred in the shrine, full of seduction, so that they can introduce all manners of dressing into the church. Their breast is out, their laughs is out. And so they can dress anyhow to the church. Certainly, I'm sure that he also told him to take over the pulpit. Like in these days. And before you know it, they seduced their men into sexual sin. And the moment they began to seduce the men into sexual sin, the Bible says the anger of God born against Israel. And 27,000 were killed in one day. Balaam could not curse one man. Satan could not touch one man. But God destroyed 27 of his own church people, of his own life, of his own members. Because they did what he told them not to do. Listen to me. Don't let the devil deceive you. No man will not light a lamb. When they find a lamb, they don't put him under bushes. They don't press him under. They don't demote him. They promote him. 
Why? So that it can give light to everyone in the house. 16. Shall we read 16 and close then? Uh-huh. Aha. Uh-huh. Light of the world. This is what your name is. Let your light shine before who? I can't hear you. Someone said to me, Apostle, you know one thing I love about you? You are original. <laughs> and they began to tell me, that man is, is an Englishman. He said, I love it when you say, Musa. <laughs> you know, when they play that by advert, I say, he said, I saw the devil fall like lightning. <laughs> I have given you power of all the powers of the enemy. He said, I'm waiting for Musa. <laughs> Listen to me. Let your light bulb shine. <laughs> Nobody can cover your star. Because you don't have one. <laughs> You know, some people say that. I met some people who came to me. Apostle, pray for me, pray for me. What do I pray for? They said that ah, human beings have covered my star. I said, What's your name? And they said that my name is, you mentioned me, my name is Alfred. I said, I studied astronomy. I haven't found the star called Alfred. <laughs> do you know where I can find him? They said, Apostle, so you don't know that everybody has star. I said, Help me know where it is written. Show me in the Bible or any book where the man has star. God created star before he created man. <laughs> How can man have star? So is it that when a man is born, then his star will appear? Lie! God has created the heavens. And he gave star their function. Listen to me. If you are miserable and you are born again, it's because your salt has been unsalting. And your light has been sniffed off by you, not by devil. Because they let your light shine, which means you are the one who has control to shine your light or to dim your light. Satan can't dim you. Jesus said, let your light shine. That is, I have the light and I shine the light. So if my light is not shining, it is not the fault of my wife who doesn't want me to go to church. Or my husband who does not want me to serve God. Or my children who do not want me to serve God. No, 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 no. It's not the, 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 the work of my parents who are making me life reasonable, uh, uh, difficult for me not to serve God. No, 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 no. Because it is my duty. I shine my light and I dim my light. So wherever you have been dimming your light, I will tell you, turn it on. When you look at the story, I won't go to that today, of Gideon. Go and read from chapter 6 and chapter 7 of the book of Gideon. Eh? Where is the book of Gideon? Somebody is looking at me like this. <laughs> you will still see the book of Alfred in the Bible. <laughs> Listen to me. Gideon, these enemies, Midianites, they invaded Israel for about 18 years. When they are coming, everybody runs to the caves. And they never come unless when there is an opportunity. 
Is there somebody who has been losing opportunity like that? Whenever there's an opportunity, something will happen, you will lose it. That was what happened to them. Enemy will come and ravage their, their harvest and take it away. So one day God came to deliver them. And he went to Gideon. Are you not amazed? Gideon's father was a priest of the, of the devil. In the midst of God's children, he was the one who is having Baal. It was in his house they put Baal. The Ark of Covenant is not in his house. But Baal. Born again, Baal. Okay? So, because of Baal, God withdrew. And the enemies impoverished them. But if you look at when God came to Gideon, he said, Gideon, you mighty man of valor, Go in this strength of yours. Gideon said to God that, God, you made mistake. You made mistake. Look at the resume of Gideon's family. He said in Israel, we are the, we are the least clan. In that clan, we are the least family. In that least family and the least person. So anybody who at, uh, accept Baal into his house, God will reduce them to ashes. That's what Gideon said. He's the least. But then you see what God did. God said, go in this friend of yours. Go check it out. He gathered so many people. And God said that anybody who is afraid, let him go back. 23,000 went back. For fear. They went back. Then they got to the next test. 10,000 people went back. It was left with 3,000 people. Uh, 300 people. And God said that with these 300, I will deliver Israel. Go and read the rest of the matter. What interests me and intrigues me when I go to details of this, you will be shocked. Is that before Gideon went to battle, God has already gone and terrified the enemies. Are we together now? That is what God does for any light. Anyone that says your light will not shine, God will first take care of him. Because the decree of God is your light will shine. I would mean that. You don't know how many battles God fought for you when you are sleeping. Even today. You don't know how many battles God fight for you in the day when you are walking on the streets. Somebody gave an, a, a testimony. In his kids were supposed to be in the place where they, they, they killed them as, as recently. The mother called and told her child, go, don't go to that station. Go to another station. She called again and said, go to another station. She didn't know what she was doing, but it was God. And it was the very time that the situation happened. It happened before when they bombed London. A member of our church was supposed to be there, but that, the train just uh, stopped in the previous station. And the train who went in entered into the bomb. So, God knows how to protect his people. Amen. But you understand. Your light must shine Amen. among people and before them. And it is your good deeds that will show forth for your light. Amen. So what area of deeds are you doing towards men? From this church, what is your trade in this house? How many lives have you affected for good? Can people say that if not for you, they would not have achieved this good and this good, this good in the church? You are successful. How many have you mentored to success? Have you set your heart to look for somebody to just raise him out of poverty? Because God has blessed you. Have you looked into a, a child who doesn't have support? Maybe it's a one-parent family of men or women. Because there are single parents men and there are single parents women. 
Have you looked for somebody who has a great need? And out of the comfort God has given you, you decide to help. There are people in this church who come to me sometimes and say, Apostle, we have money to give out. Tell us where to spend it. And I will give it, I will tell them, people that I know are in our records of need. Because this house sponsors some people in Africa. Let me give you the example of one of the people we sponsor in Africa. One day, an robber came in Nigeria. And they attacked this pastor. They were going to attack the wife. They wanted to rape his wife. Alright? And the man fought them. Alright? And the wife struggled to fight with them. So he jumped and he fought the arm robber. And the arm robber pulled the trigger. And they killed the woman and they killed the man. And they were both ministers. They left three children. And so, when I heard about it, what the chairman of the prophetic voice of Nigeria took up the, the sponsorship of those children. That is, he took them to his house because they don't have any family. So, by the time I came and they told me that this, when I asked of him, they said, this is what happened to him. I said, what? That child, CFT, will sponsor those children till death. And we took over their sponsorship. So, some people came to me and one day I said, the apostle want to give. If we want to give, we must give to people who truly have need. Not people who, who milk others. I don't give money to the poor. I give skill to the poor to make money. That's what this church does. But there are people who are widows and their breadwinner has died. We help people like that in different parts of the world. So, if some people can come to me and say, Apostle, we have money to give, I pray that everybody will reach there in this church. But you do not have to wait until you have millions. Because he said your good deeds, from anything you are earning, you are supposed to have an amount of it you put aside for the poor. Offering. If you are waiting for when God will bless you, you will never be. Because the, this person who came to me, I remember when he didn't have much, yet he was still helping people. Now God has blessed their business, and they are doing that. And a good number of them to have come together to look for what they can, they put one together to, to look for what uh, areas they can help, and we point them towards the right needs. Man must see your good deeds. So that through your good deeds, they will praise the God of heaven. The people who are sponsoring Nigeria, all all of them. There's another family, the the mother died, then the father died. And it's a young boy. That's a different family. It's a pastor too. The wife died while going to give birth. And then a few years after, the husband died too. Very young. And the boy is young. We took that boy. You know what I'm saying to you is that, your light shining is by your good deeds, behavior in office, behavior in school, behavior among your friends, behavior in family, outstanding behavior 
you know, if you don't, if you, if you can't help people financially, you can help them by counsel. You can help them by motivating them. You can encourage the down, downtrodden. You can fight the cause for the fatherless. You can fight the cause uh, for, for the justice for the people who are not able to. You can use your career to, to go on a mission with me and bless people. All of you are doctors who are nurses. We can go together, set up a, a tent and inoculate people, do cataracts operation, which is very, very simple to do. As if I'm a doctor. They do it under 10, so it's simple. Abby. I've seen doctors come from England, they are all whites to Africa, and they pitch a tent, and people went in, they came out, they've done cataracts. Cataracts. Yes, cataracts. I did it too. Yes, Abby. It's cataracts they did for me. Not so. Yes, I did it. And I brought the eyes to the church. Yes, I can talk about it now. I don't need to be a doctor. They put something in my eye, remove it, and I walked out with a goggle, and I came out. But we have these doctors doing it. So if white doctors are going to Africa to do it, why can't you African doctors do this? Why is it that it is white doctors that will come to Africa to come and help Africa? I want to summon the doctors and the nurses of this church. Think about it. In seven days, give me results. Your good deeds. Those of you who are engineers, why don't you form a maintenance group and be maintaining this building? And maintain your other building. If you don't belong to anything, those of you who are multimedia, I know they are doing things, I know all those of you, you know. Use your career to serve. Okay? If you don't have money, you have career. But no matter how low you earn, you can still spare something. Some of you see television, you give to this farm, give to that gen- farm, give to that. 70% of your money is administration. In church, if you give a penny for a cause, cause is he who took a penny or a fraction of that penny for another cause. Because we ourselves go there. To, if you give to us a particular that one of you will deliver the money and the people who receive it will give us a report that the amount you deliver is X amount. Everything will be spent for the people. So, let your light shine. Beginning from helping one another in the church, the household of faith, before you go out. Someone may say that, but Apostle, why don't we feed the hungry? We are feeding hungry now. I believe very much that the hungry in the church will be fed first. Before you go and feed the hungry outside. You can't feed the hungry outside when the church people, those who are hungry, nobody cares for them. That is not what Jesus taught us. I don't believe in such benevolence because it's not scriptural. That is a feeding of hungry that you want people to know that you are doing this. No, that's not what Jesus taught us. He said we should take care of our widows. We should take care of our fatherless. We should take care of the poor among us. Then if we have overflow... We cannot take care of the people who are not of the household of faith. But we can use everything we have, our gift. Some of you are very good in voice. And you see the choir. They are going to school. They are getting married. And some of them are retiring. We need more choir there. Some of you have good bass voice, baritone voice. I don't know what you are doing with your voice. Some of you have uh, good Female voices, you sing like parrots. I don't know why you're not there. 
Oh yeah, parrot is, oh, I love parrot more than many animals. You can't eat parrot, can you? Because they will say, do you want to eat me? <laughs> and your, your parrot will say, I heard you. <laughs> Alfred, you can't touch me. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, brethren, let me say this to you. Look for something in this house, a good work you can do. Look for something in neighborhood, a good work you can do. Some of you can be, you can join uh, schools and be, what do you call them of schools? Huh? Governors of schools. You can join groups in in the community and go to the top of it to render your service. All these things are from God. Don't get work, work, work every day. Work, 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 and then drop dead. You will not have accounts before God. Do something with what you have. Let's stand up together. We are going to pray for strength. Let us first pray for our men. If you have any young man around you, you women, just lay hands on that man. And men, lay hands on yourselves. Or stretch your hands towards them if you are far away from them. But those who are standing beside you, just put your hands on their shoulder. We want our men who are light of the world to really shine the light. So we are going to pray, Father, enable all our men to shine the light. Let the capacity in them be manifest. I will begin to pray for them. The potentials you have put inside them, these are great men. Shakers and movers of cities and nations. Enable them, O God, 